Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Redmen TV and your latest edition of Transfer Insight. I'm delighted to say I'm joined once again for this one by David Lynch. David, how you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, good. Thank you. It's a bit busy time for for journalists, but it's uh, it's quite exciting. So a lot going on. So that's 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 good for us, really. Yeah, a lot going on is putting it mildly, and that's why we've uh, hurriedly got you on today because it's been a busy news day. As if the last week hasn't been chaotic enough. I remember. Quite serenely going through my week last week, and then all of a sudden Dominic Sobberslide comes out of nowhere, and uh, he's suddenly a red. And that's where I want to start, actually, because you wrote a piece for this at Anfield um, earlier on, and it centres around the Sobberslide stuff and why Liverpool opted to go for him, I guess, and pulled the trigger on him ahead of Kefren Saram. So what's your understanding on that situation? Yeah, so Liverpool were sort of. We I think we've spoken about this before. Sort of casting the net quite wide, weren't they? This summer, in terms of they, they wanted to make sure they got some midfield additions in, and, and knew that was really important to do that. And in doing the due diligence on that, sort of there were sort of several possible targets who they could have gone for, um, and and this is a really good example of it. You know, Kevin Saran's a name who's been knocking about all summer. The, the, we we know that there was contact with his representatives early in the summer. They were, they were sounded out about what a deal would look like, both in terms of what Nice would expect and what the player would expect in terms of his salary. But then it went very quiet. And I think everyone suspected that was because of the under-21 Euros. Obviously transpired in the end that, that Liverpool's preference actually was to to go for Shavazlai. So... Um, that you know, I know people are saying that they're kind of different players, and I, I accept that in terms of the the way they play the game. But but they are both really sort of that number eight style, you know, moving the ball forward in slightly different ways, but a, a, an attacking threat in a number eight position in midfield rather than sort of the pure holding midfielder or anything like that. So you know, it looked like a, a sort of straight choice for Liverpool between those two once they got McAllister and Shabazzai was the one who who sort of ticked all the boxes for them and, and they knew that release clause was there as well. So that made it a clean deal. So that means that, yeah, Taram is, is no longer on the list. Um, I, I think it's one that we all sort of thought would maybe progress after the Euros, as I said, but it's obviously Liverpool have, have gone down a different path now. So we won't, won't be seeing Taram at, at Anfield this summer, but I think, you know, not, not too bad really when you look at what they've got so far and there could be more to come as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm made up as a sign of a Sobberslide personally, but I wanted to ask you, you mentioned there, it does feel like because of the release clause, it's more of a straight line. You don't need to do the negotiating with Nice. And there was reports coming from France that Nice are going to hold out for more than the originally muted fee. So maybe Liverpool did just see it as a less complicated deal, like you say. But when do you think, because there was so much talk about Taram and indeed Manu Kone as well alongside it, Sobberslide was never really a name on the radar at all. So when do you think Liverpool really got wind of this release clause? Because obviously we know they were negotiating the Fabio Carvalho stuff. Is it too simplistic to put two and two together with them? 
I think it would have come up in those discussions, no doubt about it, but I think they'll have known about this release clause for a long time. We know know the players are Liverpool fan. I'm sure his agents will have been saying to Liverpool, you know, knocking on the door, they'll know that that clause has been there. So I think Liverpool have known it for a while. I think one of the reasons you maybe not heard anything about it up until really close to it, to it sort of happening, probably owes much to the fact that, you know, with Taram, for example, Liverpool would have to sort of sound out Nice quite early, wouldn't they, and, and sort of lay the foundations for a deal, obviously talking on the players' side, whereas when it is clean in that way, when you have that release clause as you did with Soberslai, um, it, it's much easier to sort of sit back. And I think what Liverpool were doing in that situation as well was trying to take it to quite late in the in, in the day with the release clause to maybe put a little bit of pressure on, on on Leipzig, see if they could maybe get that that release clause paid in a different way if possible. In the end, they've obviously relented and, and done it on Leipzig's terms. But I think that's why it's been so quiet. There's been no need to, to go to Leipzig and tell them what your plan is. And therefore that reduces the chances of, of any leaks coming from anywhere. You know, the, the first we hear of it really probably comes from the agent side and, and it's at the point at which a, a deal is basically done. So um, that that sort of explains why it's been so quiet. So I think he was always the, the leading candidate as far as Liverpool were concerned, um, but they, they'd done their homework on Taram just in case they couldn't make it happen. Um, and, and as it happens, it's, it's, it's turned out with Sobers like coming to Anfield instead. Yeah, 100%. And a really exciting move. I think one we should all be very optimistic about being a success. I've spoken to dozens of people, including Adam Bogdan, over the past few days about that man. He's very excited about the deal himself. So, yeah, and I think you're right. It's interesting that Liverpool did try a couple of times with Leipzig to sort of stagger the payments. And on both occasions, they were kind of turned down and said, no, it's in full or nothing. And Liverpool clearly felt compelled to get the deal across the line one way or another. So, yeah, very good news. You mentioned a second ago, David, there could be further incomings, perhaps even in the midfield department. And as well, in the article you said that Liverpool are keeping tabs on Lavia now this appears to be the next name again ahead of Tram you said the Tram deal is very much off the cards so a firm move for the 19 year old are we awaiting that now? Yeah we're, we're in sort of pre- preliminary stages I suppose at the moment you know the, the, there's definitely been contact on the agent side again Liverpool fully aware of what they need to do to, to get the deal done I think Southampton are clearly going to try and hold out for that sort of top end price if they can but you know I, I think Liverpool and other clubs around it think they could maybe negotiate that down to, to something a little bit more acceptable but yeah not nothing quite firm yet I just think it, what's happening quite clearly I think really with, with Liverpool dropping out to Ram Race obviously they, they, they like to have lie on that in, in that number eight position is it, if there's a clear need for for anything now in terms of the midfield it's for a younger hole in midfielder um, I think he you know that's why Lavi looks such an obvious target for them from, from this point on I mean maybe we'll we'll get hit with a with another surprise name out of nowhere who's got a, a release clause we don't know about but I think Lavia he just he just ticks so many boxes that I'd be surprised if Liverpool don't try and try and move on with this one um, you know, in terms of, you know, wouldn't take up homegrown numbers initially because of his age and would be a homegrown player eventually. I think that's something that is going to be a consideration for Liverpool as they, as they move on through this window. They do have to look after the homegrown thing, particularly some of the names who've been linked with exits. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're at prelim, pre- preliminary phase, sorry. Um, um, and so nothing sort of, nothing firm really, no, no sort of firm contact with Southampton or negotiations ongoing there. But Liverpool are aware of the player and and obviously like him and, and he looks a real, real possibility if they're going to go for a third midfielder, which it does look like they're going to go down that route now. And I think a, an exciting move because I think he's a young player with an awful lot of potential, looks a really good fit and there's a, there's a clear succession plan there for him to, to come into that Liverpool midfield. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And I think you mentioned the succession plan there. It would be sort of learning Fabinho for a little while before maybe taking that mantle. And you said there Southampton might hold out for the for the top end of that fee. What do you imagine that would be? And also, you mentioned interest in other clubs. Are we looking sort of a, a direct shootout between ourselves, Chelsea and Arsenal for this one? Yes, yeah, it's, it's very much looking that way. I think Manchester City's need in that position isn't particularly great. And because they've got that 40 million buyback clause next summer, they would probably feel a little bit reluctant to to pay anything above that. In terms of what Southampton are expecting, I think you know they will probably want something over that 40 million because if, if they're to do the deal this summer, I think you know they're protected against that buyback clause now. So I'm, I'm sure they would love to do something just slightly over that just to make it worth the while. Um, and in terms of the clubs that are in for him, yeah, I think Chelsea and Arsenal are the obvious ones. I think what's interesting about them, is, and it's kind of similar to Liverpool, actually, in terms of would probably need some outgoings to make this work. So, you know, on the Arsenal side, there's been interesting Thomas Party That would really open things up for them to, to sign a pure holding midfielder there, wouldn't it? Um, for someone like Lavia to come in. So maybe they would have to wait to resolve that situation before moving on. And Chelsea, again, they're, they're also looking at Caicedo, aren't they? they they've got Enzo in there. You know, they, they've got options in midfield. So maybe they have to do a little bit of work to their midfield as well before they can justify doing the deal. So I think it, it, it would be helpful for Liverpool to move quickly on this because of the interest. Again, not a club who likes to get into bidding wars, are they? And, I, you know, I think they kind of like some you know, reassurances from the player's side really as well that he would really like to come and play for Jurgen Klopp. Um, so, you know, it's it's not one you can say is a guarantee that Liverpool are going to move for him, but there's this clear, obvious interest there. They obviously really like him. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely one to keep an eye on going forward. Maybe one thing to consider from the Liverpool side is is their outgoings in terms of, you know, do they need to open up a little bit of space? It's, it's not necessarily... I think people think when you mentioned about that, that it's all oh, because they're absolutely skins and they need to get some money in first. But I think it's more to do with now in terms of a little bit of a focus on outgoings. It's just to know 
exactly what the squad is going to look like, what you look like on the homegrown side of things, where the spaces are in terms of do they need an extra midfielder? All those things have got to sort of come out in the wash a little bit. So it's 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 a time of, at the moment I get the sense from people I've spoken to for Liverpool to just just take a step back for for a few days and and just reflect on on what's going to happen next and, and what the squad's going to look like in a week's time and then whether they, they can progress with something on the you know maybe a Lavia or someone else. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk about a potential outgoing in that midfield department in just a minute. But before I do, you, um, you've you said about ticking boxes there. There's a conversation I had again last week with Michael Reed, funnily enough, about the homegrown quotas and that sort of thing. And Lavia makes an abundance of sense in that. And he might also allow us to do something in the defensive department that we couldn't do if we went and signed somebody who doesn't necessarily fill the same quotas. So just to finish on Lavia then, do you think... As things stand, he will be our most likely next sign. Obviously, Taram's off the cards now. Do you think the way the land lies now, you said there Liverpool might take stock a little bit and reassess the situation. But do you think in terms of who could possibly be coming in, Lavia's top of that list now? Yeah, like I, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't like to rule out this this random signing from no, nowhere. The release clause that we don't know anything <laughs> about and that's about to expire. You know, Liverpool are a very very secretive club, and they, they make fools of us all at times. So, you know, I wouldn't like to to sort of say anything concrete like that. But it, for that, for all the reasons you said, I just think he makes so much sense as the next midfield signing in terms of profile and everything and the homegrown thing and 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 that holding midfielder would probably be the ideal next move for them. Um, so yeah, I would I would place him very high up that list, and they, they obviously clearly really like him for for reasons that we can see whenever you see him kick a ball. I think he's he's you know really has been outstanding for Southampton last season. So yeah, I, I think he's very high up that list, and and maybe we'll see some movement on it in in you know hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so because I think that competition being there sort of lights a fire under Liverpool a little bit. They know that they probably can't stand, you know, stand on the heels or get caught on the heels with this one. They've really got to sort of go for it. So um, as much as this is the time for taking stock, they're probably going to have to pull the trigger soon if they really, really do want to get it over the line. Yeah, definitely. I did want to ask you on caveat to the Lavia stuff, and it's something I've seen a lot of people mention, and I too have sort of brought it up in conversations before, and it's Stefan Bajetic, because so many people say the age range between them, I think Bajetic is like a matter of months younger than Lavia. And he was so impressive last year that people are concerned, I think, that you'd sign someone in a similar profile that could almost stunt and halt the development of somebody so brilliant, I guess. But... do we see Bajetic as a six, I suppose, would be the place to start? And also, I know I spoke with Neil recently, and he raised an injury concern still around Bajetic heading into the new season. So are those the two factors that would mean we'd pull the trigger on Lavia anyway, perhaps? I think they wouldn't want to think about transfers in terms of that injury concern is, uh, you know, Neil Neil's absolutely right to say that in terms, but I, I, I think that's kind of a short-term concern, okay. isn't it? I don't think it's going to be anything long-term. So I think... You know, I think the thinking will maybe come back to the fact that he was so impressive as that left-sided eight when he got thrown in there. Now, Klopp said at the time, I think, they was sort of, you know, he hadn't really played there an awful lot. They just sort of wanted to try him in it. And he, but he was he was absolutely brilliant. Looked just a really natural fit. Looked like a little bit of a, a Thiago air, really, didn't he? Which is, I know, his huge praise and, and putting a little bit of pressure on the lad. But I'm sure he won't be watching this, so it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it looks to me that they would see Lavia as someone who'd come in if, you know, I don't want to jump ahead on our agenda here, but, uh, you know, if Thiago were to leave, you move by Chetic then into a permanent fixture at that left-sided eight alongside Alexis McAllister. Then you've got Lavia coming into the holding role, which he would then compete with or, or share the job really with Fabinho. Henderson is a utility player who can play all across that. You've got absolutely incredible options then in midfield. 
Um, so yeah, I think I think Bajcetic's flexibility will will get him in there, and the fact that he's just he's a quality young footballer. I don't I don't worry about him getting minutes at all. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that little part of my conversation with the brilliant David Lynch. If you want to hear what else we spoke about, head over to redmenplus.com and the full show is available for you now. And I'll let you into a little secret. If you head over there and use code Bobby and sign up as a club captain yearly subscriber, you will get that content for half price as well as all the other amazing content we've got. So get over there and get it done. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 